Sirius XM Sports Podcasts presents Mad Dog's Daily Bite with Christopher Russo. And good afternoon, everybody! This happened yesterday right in the middle of the program, and it's always difficult to do a talk show and get a huge story like this developing. And you got to, you know, you're concentrating on the freaking, you know, Morocco, Mexico soccer outcome. And it's, we're in fact, not Morocco, Mexico and uh, Argentina and Poland and Saudi Arabia in that group. Uh, you know, Mexico needing a goal and everything else. And you get a little unfocused and you don't do enough service to. I, I can't get enough of this. And I guess you got to be my age. You got to be in your low 60s, high 50s. You have to be growing of age in the 70s. You have to be maybe where I was at Darrow School in 1977 when rumors came out, uh, you know, to, you know, I went through that album today. Uh, downstairs, I still have it in my little crate, my milk box crate, and my basement here in New Canaan. And I went through that. I could not believe the amount of unbelievable songs on that album. I mean, I just couldn't believe it. So, I mean, and so with McVie passing away yesterday and not realizing her unbelievable career, which really kind of began in 68 and the fact that she wrote all those great songs. And, you know, she, in a lot of ways, was the was the rock of that band and all the issues that that band had, uh, interpersonal issues, relationship issues, on again, off again. Uh, But that period of time there, and of course it lasted forever, but that period of time in the mid to late 70s, I mean, they were the biggest thing in rock and roll. I mean, that's as all there was to it. Uh, You know, the Eagles too, but, you know, they were right there. And I know this one was, this one's bothered me. And this has bothered a lot of people that uh, my buddy Freddie Coleman at ESPN, Freddie Lineface, my buddy from school, Sandy Montag, Eddie Erickson. This has bothered a lot of those folks who are old enough to understand what that musical run meant. And we're just coming of age in that mid-70s to late-70s, and that's where I was. You know, I missed Woodstock. I missed the early 70s with, you know, uh, with Neil Young and Crosby, Stills, and Nash and The Doors. I missed that period there. Grateful Dead. I missed that. When I started to get into it was right around 74, 75. I was 14 years old, 15 years old. And then, you know, Springsteen, obviously, number one. And I watched that last night with Howard on TV, HBO, superb. Uh, But right at that period there, 75, 76, 77, coming of age, young kid, 17, feeling your oats, you know, getting ready to go to college, want to spring away from your parents, only child. I mean, I don't know, for whatever the reason, that band meant a lot to me. And that album specifically. And I did not realize her tremendous role with that. You know, Stevie Nicks always gets the credit. Beautiful. A diva, you know, romantic, sexual, all those things that as the front person for the band, you don't realize in that back left corner on those keyboards was the rock of the band. You didn't realize it. And I have seen, listen, I've seen a million concerts I've seen every band that you can think of, you know, The Who, The Stones, every, you name it, The Dead, everybody. That one I didn't, uh, Petty millions of times, Springsteen's hundreds and hundreds of times, Bob Seger, you know, all the bands in my period that you would think a kid like me would want to see. Um, that is a band somehow, some way I did not see. Uh, and that is, uh, you know, I didn't see the Eagles either in their heyday between 73 and 79. 
But that band right there, and the Eagles broke up and have sort of reincarnated themselves over the last 30 years, and I had plenty of chances to see them too. But that band, for whatever the reason, and I had many chances, I did not, uh, somehow, I mean, I should have been with um, uh, our buddy there up in, um, uh, up in uh, uh, in uh, Ridgefield, Frank, who calls all the time with him at the New Haven Coliseum on November tenth, nineteen seventy nine. Why the hell I wasn't at that? I have no idea. Well, I was at Rollins. That's why I wasn't at that. But there is many opportunity for me to see that band, and somehow I have not seen that band. And it's funny. It's funny. Only in the last couple of months. When I've been in those car services back and forth in New York. Remember Monday here in the city for the shows. Wednesday, of course, uh, I got to go to lower Manhattan. Only in that time period have I really got reconnected to Fleetwood Mac, which is funny. In the last three, four months, five months since the summer, since the football season. Yeah, three, four months. That's right. Uh, I I have it on my little earbud thing. Got all the albums up there. I must have heard these songs, and a lot of times I will hear these songs that they did, and not just that one. Uh, I will hear a lot of those songs right in that green room there before I go on. Because I want to feel good before I walk into that studio there at first take. I want to I feel, feel, you know, I want to have the adrenaline flying. And so if I... And who wants to hear a downer? Who wants to be in a downer mood when they're going to go on there for two hours? So when I, 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 a lot of times I put the earbuds on and I put four or five Fleetwood Mac songs on between 9.30 and 10 o'clock on the Wednesday mornings. And again, this is weird for me because in the 70s, I loved them like you wouldn't believe. Bought all the albums, you know, the old albums, Listen to him. I love Stevie Nicks. Who didn't? 17-year-old boy growing up in up at Darrell School in Lebanon, New York. Who the hell's not going to love Stevie Nicks? I mean, let's be honest. Who's not going to love Stevie Nicks? And, you know, you, 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 saw, you saw McVie over there in that corner. And, you know, hey, she's good too. But, you know, was she is good too. You know, your, fa- your fascination was on the rest of them and especially Stevie. So you kind of lost. I didn't realize the fact that she was such a glue to the band only in the last few days. But it's fascinating. For years, you know, in that five-year period, I loved them. Then I got off it, didn't stay, you know, Jackson Brown, all that, got off it. And then only in the last three or four months that I got back on it again. It's weird, very weird. And realized how good those songs are, all those songs. There's millions of them. I can play 50 of them for you if you want. Matter of fact... Worked out today. We all talked about it. And although we are careful, well, they are careful of what they play to make sure everybody in the room who is working out kind of likes the same thing. It was sort of a Fleetwood Mac day. All Fleetwood Mac songs all day. All day. And it's funny, Freddie Life is my buddy who, you know, got me into the Neil Young, got me into Springsteen, came to Darrow when I was a junior. I haven't heard, he moved to Florida. I haven't heard from him in a while. He did text me with the Hall of Fame, but I haven't heard from him in a while. So I texted him about an hour ago. He said, yeah, me too. I can't get enough of it. I've read every story in a man, in, in, I can find in the last 24 hours. And that's when I began to realize that kids my age, people my age, 
male and female, between, say, 55 and 65, this is a significant passing. Want more Chris Russo? Listen to Mad Dog Unleashed weekdays from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82. Mad Dog's Daily Bite is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you've enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts.